evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside Bewitch Seance, episode Sins of Our Bitches, parte 2. Yo, it's so good to hear your voice. Yeah, good to hear you. Yum. How are you doing right now? How's your day going so far? Good. Uh, full power. Full mm. power. We're entering second lockdown Monday. It is that when it started? Wait, does it start this Monday? It's starting. Yeah, it's starting on Monday. So it feels like um, it feels like a free for all right now. You know, like it feels like we're just taking that last breath. So everyone's just going a bit wild. Yeah. Because yeah. everything's possible right now, and we know Monday it won't be, so <laughs> feeling a bit reckless. <laughs> Germany's going into full lockdown Monday. Fuck. And, yeah, it's kind of like the one that happened in spring, but it's less intense. I think, like, two people can meet um, out of two households. Ten people can reunite. But there's no, you know, job is everything going online. Everything's going online again. So it, it feels like sometimes it doesn't feel real. You know, sometimes I feel like my life just is not even um, affected by this. And then suddenly, like a day like today, it was like, okay. <laughs> okay, it's happening. Yeah, it should just got real again. Yeah, just suddenly like that. Are you in Galicia right now? Yes, right now. In, in the beautiful cabin, the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm tucked away because I can't like concentrate with his typing. So mm. I have a little space, you know. And like, what's the space? <laughs> it's where you know where you come in and, like, <laughs> and like, the fridge is there. It's like it's the Harry Potter closet. It totally is the Harry Potter. You're in the <laughs> Harry Potter closet right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I put I like layered up. I was wondering. Like, it must be freezing out there. Yeah, yeah. And, good. Just like and and the doors open and so you can see outside. It's so nice. It's so nice. I like how I can turn a Harry Potter closet into like a bougie ass office studio. Totally. In the in the in the moment. And also on the full moon, I can imagine you with your layers just being like, Yeah, this is me in autumn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been freaking magical being here. And it's oh. tricky being able to listen to you. Knowing that we've met all of these people that are a part of your life, and we met way back earlier in the year, and now we're here, and you're coming. It's just like, whoa, what? Yeah. Um, and spending time in in this space. Um, mm. Yeah, it's it's been very. Uh, I don't have another word other than awe. Because I'm in, I'm in awe of, of the fucking magic here. It is, and and I'm like, oh no, shit. When I met her, I was like, bruja. Claro. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, like, totally. Bruja, and I'm like, ah, bueno, ahora entiendo. Ahora entiendo. Tiene mucho sentido. Es la tierra. Además, estás en la tierra mega número uno, ¿sabes? 
it's like one of the last oh, little nooks left in this like yeah. whatever westernized europe vibe where galicia is just extremely wild everything it's so oof. yes <laughs> <laughs> when I met you, when I'm like, oof, what is that? What is that wildness? And then I see where you come from, and I'm like, oh yeah. no shit, makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm so impressed. I'm so so blessed that you that I think that you just followed that intuitive the hunch, you know, that you were somewhere, and even though you had expectations about that place and it didn't work, there was no need for you to push through. Um you know, like real hardship. And you were like, no, we have, we're flexible. Maybe Galicia, maybe let's move on. Let's see. Mm. And that curiosity in the end is, is richness instead of, you know, that solid mindset of like, no, we've got to stick this through. This was our plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Really good. Good choice. And then you let the magic do its own thing. <laughs> yeah. The sins of our bitches. And that can go every which way. You know, it's our beginnings, our middles, our ends the threading throughout space and time which has to do with like our arrival points and departures throughout our lives and mm. one thing that has resonated more than anything for for me throughout this journey is that going back to the land is a healing of the ancestors i'm still mm. in the process of getting to know so yeah. i'm fascinated with this continuous pilgrimage literal and and figurative and it's continuous because there's numerous lives myself included yeah to get to a place that feels like home and <laughs> that heart opening wow oh yeah. my god moment of everywhere is home yeah. You 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 feel it in in the water here. You you in the freaking mm. air, in the food, in the mm. soil. And I am home and yeah. everything has felt not home because mm -hmm. we live in little dead boxes and drink dead yeah. water and eat dead yeah. food and dead soil da, da da da. And I'm not hating on death. What I'm saying is we we live in death, fearing death, never fully understanding the basic necessities to feel alive. Yeah. So we consume to excess, uh, whatever costume that is, etc. Growing mm. up suffocated, and in mm. my case, um, the desperation arises of I need to find home. Oh, and yeah. there's finally realizing when when I stopped in in something that's alive. Hawaii and Galicia are mm. the two places I've been to so far, um, like <laughs> in, in this life, that are vibrating with aliveness from yeah. the soil to the water to the air. Oof. The quality. The, yes. The bees. Amazing. Everything is literally vibrating. And I, I feel the aliveness and, and the sense of home. So it's not necessarily because... Hawaii or Galicia are home, a specific like place of the world or, or territory or country, but because this land is alive, it's home. Yeah. And and that that sustains my livelihood. So it's it's really bizarre to me and absolutely mental 
how we're not taught the essential modalities of living when it comes to regenerating soil, mm -hmm. growing food, foraging, plant medicine, you know, building shelter, observing nature for freaking crying out loud, you know, like yeah. basic shit. And deeper than that, how can we know so little about the natural cycles? Mm. It, like Ama Earth herself, you know, systematically disconnected mm. to depend on everything else, not anyone else, let yeah. alone your own intuition. And when you can no longer decide because you haven't been taught, yeah, you haven't been taught to listen deeply to the only one who knows you best, which is yourself. And, and if you're disconnected to how, yeah, if you're disconnected to you, how do you give a fuck about anything yeah. else? And if, if the foundation is fucked, everything is fucked, you know? Mm -hmm. So I absolutely, I find it absolutely magical, fascinating, full circle, holy shit, I can't believe. <laughs> and yet, thank you more, please that we are here in your space, in your mm. dimension of love. And I can feel mm. it, it vibrates so hardcore. And Everywhere. I feel so grateful to your parents for yeah. opening this magical portal. Yeah. Oof. And, and for you, um, I'm so curious to know with being able to grow up in the Great Valley, and being able to feel the sensation, the close connection, the symbiosis to our ancestors mm. through our earth, what what sins have you healed and are, are healing while honoring our bitches? I'm also curious to know how it was stepping out of the Great mm. Valley into the world. Mm. I feel like what you're saying of getting home and feeling at home makes sense once you have understood the tools. Once you have the tools, the necessary tools of observing nature and seeing abundance everywhere and um, yeah, you have the tools on natural medicine or on foraging or whatever tools that really interest you. It's a combination between having the tools of observing nature and seeing abundance and having the necessary tools for you to go within and be at ease with yourself. Mm. If you combine those two, you are going to find home almost everywhere on this planet. <laughs> because she is our big mother and she is the big, she, she um, supports us with this creative abundance constantly. We could be living in the city on the 11th floor and still if you have the tools you're going to feel okay with yourself and you're going to go out and you're going to see um, you know stinging nettle which is everywhere in every park and it's medicine mm. but it is true that there's certain nooks in the planet where it actually is so overwhelmingly abundant like hawaii and galicia i can say the same because i've been <laughs> the same. hawaii was also like what is vibrating here this like mother drum and in the, in the way of volcano this constant eruption and creation this like never-ending birthing of soil mm -hmm. and 
And Galicia has the same, and Galicia has more this thing about it was the last spot ever discovered, you know, by so many civilizations, like like the Romans had a really tough time getting there because of the Celts. And Christianity had a really tough time um, breaking down the medicine women's system. So Galicia still has that very present and latent. Every, you know that every temple that you're going to find on that land has a water source underneath, which is sacred. Hmm. And water still symbolizes the feminine and will never cease to do so. The, the quality, mm -hmm. you know, like even in mm, any, any indigenous culture we go to is going to relate water, the flowing to the feminine and then mountains and earth, you know, like in Australia, the mountains are the male sacred sites and the rivers are the female mm -hmm. without bleeding it's the same the shedding of liquid it's the same um and you notice the moment that you step on this type of soil and there's this this water is so rich and good and alive it's like what you were saying once you step out of the system and you notice like and you drunk that water yeah, I don't think there's any way there's a stepping back. Then you've you've awakened and you've understood like you can't go back to a city. And even if you filter your water really well, it's never going to taste the same. Nope. Did you travel a lot while you were growing up, or what did that look like? When was the first you stepped out of the space and kind of went to go like check out other mm. parts of the world and were like, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, I think our growing up, the growing up was a very. It's, very wild safe space and on the permaculture farm really wild and we think the only big um, travels we had were going either to rainbow gatherings with our parents which were always fun <laughs> <laughs> or these really big working bees because it was a network of people that have that had decided to step out of the system move back to the land and they all had really big projects and they all needed a lot of help mm. so either you know, restoring a, an old wall or a whole roof or building a house. There was always this, that was kind of the excursions were meeting other families that were also kind of, yeah, tapping in and dropping out kind of. Mm -hmm. And then I think this is the, the key of all, <laughs> of all like having children and then becoming an adult is where, wherever we are born into whatever system or structure we need to rebel eventually to to develop mm -hmm. so it did happen even though the growing up phase was extreme paradise and i was very switched on as a kid already i knew what is good water what is bad water what you can eat when you're foraging whatnot um, still entering society was a huge shock School was a huge shock to see, like, the, the meanness of children coming, I think, trickling down from their parents' education. Mm -hmm. At what age so was of, that? Do you remember? I got, yeah, I was a bit homeschooled. And and then I think at the age of eight, I entered okay. the system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were like a wolf pack. We were like a bunch of kids from the community. Mm -hmm. So we felt really safe. But that didn't stop society from really, I think, scarring and, and hurting us in different ways, either because of how we looked different or we acted different. So maybe the girls were more masculine and the men were more yin 
and the boys were had long hair and 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 society is such a rigid and more the Spanish extremely Catholic mm -hmm. society was extremely punishing of any difference. But that I don't think that I think at the there was a certain age which always there's the age of imitation or where children feel they need to fit in. And I think this happens everywhere. Yeah. Wherever we are, there's a moment where we're like, yeah, we want to be like everyone else. And maybe that did take its toll on me, but I never, I never forgot this rootedness, this groundedness, the good food. I never, I never blamed my parents for, for, yeah, for giving us this paradise and this freedom. Mm -hmm. But I did become very ashamed <laughs> of certain things. As a kid, I would be like, why does my mom not shave? <laughs> I mean, you know small little things and I would be like why Why do you? Why are you like that why are you so loud why do you sing in the street <laughs> and, and I had to yeah I had to go discover by my own I really I, my rebellion was I want to go and be a part of this system as obediently as possible I want to mm -hmm. study and have a really well paying job the best of apartments in a city and it went, as we were saying earlier, the thing of the water mm -hmm. was the first. The first wake-up call was water, and the second one was buying vegetables for the first time in my life. Why? What were those experiences? Do you remember both of them? I remember, like, yeah. I remember the first time was at university. Yeah, I was 18. And we'd move into this apartment with some friends. And... And I was drinking the tap water. And I drank one glass of that and I felt so unsatisfied. <laughs> <laughs> and then I felt like, well, maybe I have to buy water, which really didn't make any sense. That really doesn't make any sense. And of course, that also is very unsatisfying. Mm. And then the first time I, I made a salad and it felt very abstract to pay for tomatoes or lettuce. And then the taste of them was watery. It wasn't real. It wasn't nourishing. Yeah, that was the big moment. And I think my, my parents and my mom specifically, she was very okay with me rebelling. She was like, you will call me eventually. <laughs> you, <welcome. laughs> you will, sweet one. And I did, like, what, a month later? Mm. Yeah, and ever since, it's been this... Um, this quest for how can I um, travel and still find nourishing experiences and still be home? How can I see the world? Because I don't, I didn't want to live in Galicia and sit on the, on the farm with my parents. That was not the idea. Mm -hmm. So to travel and like see if there's any, to discover the whole world the whole world's alternatives, communities and systems and structures because all communities have go through hardship. And I love understanding the process, this like social, <laughs> yes, the social pro process of mm -hmm. when does ego kick in, when do different priorities make the community fall apart. Yeah, so that was my quest, finding quality and 
and different communities to see how they work. Mm. What are some of the What are some of the differences as you were saying, and you brought up your parents again, and I'm just like oh, I'm so mm. absolutely fascinated with the way this uh, like this web has weaved itself as life tends to the way yeah. that like the stories that I've heard from your dad so far, first of all, I want to spend like a whole week with your dad, just hearing his stories because they're absolutely <laughs> fascinating. And it leads to this place where I see you now and your siblings stepping into what they have like set a foundation for. And, and as mm. you've said, you know, we hope always to move a little bit forward, a little bit more into love, a little bit more to evolve. And what does that mm. look like? What does that shape into? And I'm curious yeah. to know, what are some of the differences that from when your parents arrived, purchased the land, da, 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 you growing up and witnessing that to yeah. what you have experienced in your life and in your process? And um, yeah, are, right. are there... Are the differences met with um, with with openness or is there a resistance or is there a like, yeah, let's fucking do it, balls out? Mm, this is good. <laughs> this is a juicy <laughs> question. Mm, they had, my parents in the 90s, this was a very young movement coming from the rainbow gatherings, finding land. And they had the dream of creating community, a bigger one. But this kind of difference of priorities, of difference of, of um, living, kind of made that the community, even though it could, it was becoming really big, like maybe we were seven children at some point, eventually everyone dropped out and went and found their own little space. Mm -hmm. And this is related to the individual. We kind of, of course, we want to build something together, but we also need our own space. So that's kind of what I found in the travels is like communities that are successful are built in this kind of yeah symbiotic system where people rely on each other and there's shared food and there's shared goodness and shared events, but still everyone needs their little nook mm -hmm. because if not this inter interpersonal differences yeah are huge and they already and they become stronger living together. We know this. Mm -hmm. I think they're very flexible and very open. Our parents are very, very happy that we're deciding to do this because I think it's long enough for them after 20 or 30 years to, yeah, they don't feel the strength or that energy or that initiative anymore. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, and, and us coming back, I feel like we each each of the three of us and our friends and our group of powerful creatives, we're coming back with the knowledge that we've gathered through the years. And we've seen lots of different communities and experienced if they, how they fall apart. I think that's the beauty. There's no, there's no need to see living in community like the, the, like a complete life mission. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the, yeah, one of the key points. Number one, have your own space. And then number two, Enjoy it for what it is. It's like a good relationship, you know, never, never take it for granted. Mm. And a way of dealing with this in relationship too, never take the other person for granted, never take your community for granted is open communication of emotions. Yes. 
I think that's the solid base. And, and now this year that we're coming into is extremely exciting because we've decided we're just moving back to the land, right? 2021 for one year with a bunch of incredible people. And I think that is our base, this kind of nonviolent communication. How can we reach agreements? How can we listen to each other? And how can we speak with our, with our hearts open? What are some of the foundational, like if, you know, the, the clay of what holds this, like you were saying, NBC being one of them, nonviolent communication, mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. are other tools that you absolutely love and that you have seen throughout that really hold a community mm -hmm. together and, and allow them to not only hold together, but allow themselves to evolve together? Yes. Celebration is one of the biggest and one of the most and easily forgotten because a workload is big and community workloads can be very big if you're working on a farm, permaculture farm, um, trying to make it financially sustainable. Anyway, there's a bunch of stuff that starts accumulating and then people forget to celebrate. And it's kind of the celebration of, it can be like daily things, like a, like a meal together where everyone is just together and bonded and, and laughs about the day or talks and like celebrates the small achievements of what have we sowed in the garden? What have we collected? What, what, how much wood have we chopped? Small ones, but then also this kind of, as we said earlier, like with the seasons. Yeah. Really enjoying the, it's actually going back to pagan, pre-pagan, Celtic tradition of really celebrating each season for what it brings. Mm. If it's the chestnuts or the pumpkins now in, in the autumn or the equinox or, yeah, solstice, anything with, with a dance, with a fire, anything that brings the community back together and, and kind of welds because mm. so much nonviolent communication and so much talking about emotions can also create the sense of separation. Yeah, the balance, because it can be mm. draining if we don't know how to like fill ourselves up again. Exactly. And at a time like now where we're like in this huge pandemic and events are not really allowed and all the entertainment part is kind of drained from the system because it means people hugging basically and getting together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I think this is going to be even more important. Mm. Is this part in community, this part of getting together and saying, well done, we've made it through this celebration mm -hmm. yeah that's the part that i didn't understand because i was like okay what is it with i don't know if you've seen the movie um i know because it's not gigante but it's it's called the giant and it's about um a man in the basque country um who uh had como se dice gigantismo like oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah have you seen the movie no i just saw it on uh, i saw the trailer though Oh, it's so lovely. Anyway, if you get a chance, watch it. But it was yeah. so trippy because I'm watching this and, you know, they live in the middle of this beautiful countryside and they farm and da, 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 da. But they're completely miserable. And I'm like, bueno, que les pasa? Vienen todo. Yeah. They, like, they have everything they want. Y toda tienen cara de pedo. Like, they're just sitting yeah. all miserable and da, 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 da. And so I was like, all right. So suffering, suffering, suffering all along. Suffering everywhere. It doesn't matter. 
what is missing from these places that are the Great Valley? You know, these places are full of life, full of abundance, but still there's, okay, definitely celebration was missing. And there's one scene in that whole movie where they celebrate a marriage. And it is the the most vibrant scene of like the entire movie. And everybody's happy for like a split second of eternity. And it's really nice. And so it's really nice that you're saying this because I'm like, man, everybody, even in the middle of nowhere farming, you forget, hey, it's okay to settle down. It's to take a break. It's okay to celebrate the solstice, you know, and remember the work and the labor that was put into all of this harvest that you now get the bounty of, you know, there's a, and, and to like dismiss that is so heartbreaking to me when I see how farmers um, do not value the, the gift that they have to grow, to be with Mm -hmm. the land. Um, I'm so grateful that places like this exist, you know, that you are, in 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 community and you go out to places where you're bringing back other other notions that help fortify a community um and and it's It's and it's one more than you know than than your parents and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. and and this kind of thing of like making it a bigger group i feel like our parents after a while became very into the self-sufficiency into the into their relationship Mm. And I feel this couldn't be a big strain if you take on such a big, big project. Mm-hmm. The strain is even bigger if we relate it to the movie and to this feeling of farmers not being very proud. Mm-hmm. It's because our society, even though if it weren't for the farmers, we would all die because there's no food, no materia prima, no produce. Mm-hmm. And that has still got such a big stigma because of this industrialization and this uh, gentrified world where everything is happening in the cities and being in the countryside is still not cool enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, so that, that I feel already that, the stigma around living on the countryside and then just driving a um, monogamous relationship or just being in a partnership like this with children, making everything happen can be a big strain. I feel that communities should be vibrant with a lot of different um, connections in them. Hell yeah. Also, kind of going back to tribal, if we if we really get inspired, I would inspire myself always by how the tribes used to do it. If, if someone has a child, it doesn't mean that they have to be with a child all the time and that they have to dedicate their lives for this being, but that there's different generations or different friends or different family and mob to care for these children. And that also lightens, yeah, the whole structure. Mm-hmm. So if we are more, I think the pressure is less. And if we are more, we can help each other out. Yes. Yeah. And we get different sazones and taste and sabores mm. you know, throughout because you're allowing different personalities, different characters, different lenses of life to teach someone. And and that's the part that trips me out. I'm like, por eso... Por eso estamos donde estamos, you know, because we go mm. into our little bubbles of, oh, only between these two and only between. And it's like, well, no shit, man. Like, it takes a yeah. village. That, that, yeah. that isn't just that saying doesn't exist just for nothing, you know? Yeah. 
And in these times, it's more important than ever. Mm. I feel like if this, you know, now going to whatever, second lockdown, maybe there's a third, maybe there's a fourth. Yeah. I don't really fear about the virus um, on a physical level that much because, as we see, less people are dying. But I feel on an emotional, spiritual, yeah, social level, this is a disaster. Mm. Because we are all in our little block boxes, cut off from each other. No one's talking to each other. Mm. No one's hugging anymore. No one's even asking, are you doing okay? Because we all know we're doing shit. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> at least in Germany, it feels for me, Germany for me is the biggest wake-up call that I need to go back to Galicia ASAP. ¿Por qué? Because I feel this, not only boxes, but even in the cities, there's this extreme fear and disconnection on purpose. People just don't look at each other anymore mm. because it's so, the, yeah, there's fear everywhere. There's this thing of being scared that... Mm -hmm that one person might never and this is like something that in community is alleviated because we care for each other and we are one and I feel like anyway on the land corona is not really that much of a, of a big deal mm -hmm. it's like if we if we live from what we're harvesting from our garden if we can live in one one space and be more than two people <laughs> <laughs> This whole thing, if we can, like, dance in, in the woods without anyone seeing us, mm -hmm. you know? This is kind of, that's the medicine that we need. Yeah. And in the city, in your little box, in your apartment with your partner, it's just not really happening. No. No. And so was it, was it just throughout, was it leaving Eden to go into other communities and the process of like being in the city and the rebellion and da, 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 all the things that we have to do in order to sort of come back full circle, come back home. Um, was that a very similar sort of like hero's journey for you? Yeah. Mm. I feel like it's, um, yeah. In the end, it's very beautiful that moment where it clicks mm. that what your parents have done has a lot of value. I am. Um, I understand that our ancestors, even though in the now, you know, sometimes we look back. Mm -hmm. I look back at my ancestors and I think, I mean, you weren't very rebellious. But, you know, you haven't done much. Like our parents have, but not our grandparents. Mm -hmm. But then I think in their times, when they were alive, when they were in their twenties, they also took huge steps forward. Oh, yeah. And they also broke with the status quo of whatever they were going through. So I definitely, I, yeah, I'm in full gratitude for all the generations that passed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the absolute, I think what's more, oh my gosh, wow. And I'm in awe of is the ability for you and your siblings to step up. Like the three of you, not just like one or a la mejor los dos. No, like all three mm. of you fully recognized and you're like yes fuck yeah and it's taking the baton in a way that really trips me out to to be out here and to see so much abundance so much beauty so so many places that there's been an exodus and and I, I think there's still a lot of people you know in the cities like you were saying 
that haven't, the penny mm-hmm. hasn't fully dropped. And um, yeah. it's really interesting to me to see sort of the, the idea of, of like searching for riches in the city when I come out here mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, you know, the real million just like yeah. by living here, you want, it's alive and it's rich. Um, and it's, and it's uh, redefining like what wealth means. And um, it's like getting back, yeah, back to, back to the humbleness of, uh, again, like giving the power back to the farmers of reminding them like yeah. what you do nourishes not only yeah. our community, not only like the humans, but it nourishes mother earth. Because if we're nourishing the soil correctly, then we're nourishing the full cycle. Ourselves and, too. And so exactly. it's, it's so, oh, it's so like hallelujah moment. When I had a tomato yeah. from your farm, no, <laughs> no, I can understand why when you walk grocery for the first time, like, what the fuck is this? Because, yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. tomato experience. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it. It's like, it's, it's there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like there's a huge wake, awakening yeah. happening, even though we are going down and the planet is going, I mean, the planet is going to survive happily after us. She's just going to be like, well, that was a little bit of exactly. sneeze. That was a bit rough, but uh, I'll get over it. That was a bit rough, but sure, let's get rid of the plastic <laughs> and a couple of breaths. <laughs> but like... There is a huge awakening and there's this like urban exodus happening. And this is this is why I thought when I had this idea three years ago, I mean, not that I had the idea, but I was kind of inspired by my mom being like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I thought I, I was feeling really high on life, came back from Oregon Eclipse. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be there. 2021, I'll be there with a bunch of crazy people and we're just going to create a community. <laughs> kind of nice. From whatever you've created, all this infrastructure, we're just going to make really fancy yoga retreats. It's happening. And then she's like, okay, that sounds really good. And and now, suddenly it's almost 2021. And Corona couldn't have come at a better time, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. It's like readjusting people's priority. And young people in the city actually are tuning in and they're like, I want to learn about permaculture. I want to learn about building my own home, about self-sufficiency, about living with other people so I don't have to be alone through all these crazy, whatever, viruses, pandemics coming in. So I thought first, seriously, like six months ago, I thought I might end up in Galicia for one year by myself with my cats. And... And then it all started falling into place. And I feel like our, with my siblings, we're such a tight-knit group. I don't know if at the beginning they just wanted to come because they're like, we'll support you in this crazy idea. And now they're just inspired and it's happening and they're bringing partners and we're bringing our friends in and you are there. It's like, it's happening. <laughs> it's fucking happening. <laughs> Start talking about it and the magic starts unfolding, right? That's so true. No need to put the word out that much. It was just through conversation, and now there's like 15 people in it. That's special. Oh, that is so yummy. (laughs) The sun is coming through the window right now, and thank you for for like fucking stepping the fuck up. I think that's more than anything. It's like, yeah, I see how 
a lot of us are still very afraid to step into our responsibility as humans for just like Mm -hmm. that's it just for what it is for being a human for being on this earth for being like sustained by everything that keeps you alive and it's inspiring and it's needed and I'm just really fucking grateful that in all of this weirdness of the universe like we met in the jungle and like this has has opened and and I don't even know what it has opened but I'm just fucking excited that it's opened (laughs) so it's open inaugurated (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's also true that you also took that response that sense of like that intuitive sense of we are you know we were planning about this thing in the jungle of like let's get let's save animals getting something around the buffer zone planting trees let's buy land and still and you were one of the first that said something let's go local maybe we can help each other out wherever we're at right now and that takes a big step of the ego i think to like walk back and be like okay big dreams but what matters is where we are right now yeah that's really good I'm extremely excited. I can't wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I'm curious to know if you happen to have um, tarot with you. Right here. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I haven't had anybody pull on their end since low, at, like the first episode. So um yeah i was curious to know if you would like to ask a question um to sort of close space and yeah it can be a question for everything and everyone that is listening um Mm -hmm. yeah and and you can yeah please please if um you can pull and read the message i would absolutely love that right should i Ask the message aloud, then. Yes, please. Okay. In In these times where we are almost forced to look within, where should we focus our attention on? Hmm. (laughs) Okay, this is in German. Mm -hmm. It's called Mäßigkeit, and it's the temperance. Okay. The major arcana card of temperance. This is the Vitae deck. And mm, it's an angel. And they've got one foot on the land and one foot in the water. Mm. Holding in their hands a um, two goblets and they're pouring water from one to the mm. other. As the sun rises over the snowy mountains, over onto the fertile land, there's mm-hmm. the symbol of the tulip, and the third eye is activated. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this card always, I mean, a major arcana is already a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. This card, I, I always read it as this feeling of in, um, 
yeah, in times of strife or whenever you're kind of feeling like something's rocking your boat, remember this temperance, this dance between the yin and the yang to find your find find the stability inside of the storm. Like we got this. And that's what we're going back to, you know, like you said, lockdown on Monday and and I do really mm. feel like what what does that look like when we really allow ourselves and give permission to step into that? And we had a preview of it. Everybody had a preview of what it looked like to be still and to be yeah. within and to be in silence. And it's very terrifying. Of course, what comes up can be terrifying. But once you move through it and you can recognize that it's you know, it or the Bogart in the closet that turns into the kukui or the scary monster and you mm. move past it, then it's like, okay, we're all, we're all in this together and we're yeah. going to step into lockdown again. So how do yeah. we want to move through that? Like, how do we want to yeah. move through that? Five minutes, With 10 it. minutes of silence every day? Like, mm. yo, you're going to come out of that? different you don't know how but mm. you will <laughs> it's kind of beautiful in a way that we, we're all in it exactly and no one feels like a... <laughs> i feel like fomo is disappearing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this kind of feeling of it's a very it's a really nice time for going into the, you know how they say that it takes 20 days to break a habit and 20 days to create a new one. So this 40-day cycle, which is so important in Kundalini to Kundalini Yoga, 40 days of practicing something is going to become your pattern, your habit, like you recalibrate your mind. So maybe using this time as that, yeah, it can be five minutes, 10 minutes in silence. It could be trying out meditation for every yeah. day. Or Wim Hof. Oh, hell or... yeah. Cold plunges. Woo! Mm -hmm. Cold plunges. Something like totally out of the comfort zone. Because if we are like being, um, yeah, stopped physically from moving, then let's just go in. Mm -hmm. Into what is, what does our body feel is going or like into our mind, of course, into yoga, into crazy workouts. Yeah. Anything. Anything that, you know, let's, let's stay alive. We're not just going to sit here and be miserable and think, oh, I can't go there anymore and I will never be able to go there. Let's go within yeah, them. Hell yeah. We're all in it together. Great. Even when it doesn't feel like we are. <laughs> todos, todos estamos en lockdown por todo el mundo. Todos. Todos. Yeah. Thank you so much for making yeah. time and uh, yeah, and thank you for your voice, your energy, and and your sharing. I know, really, my pleasure. Thank you for creating something like this. Mm. This is so necessary. Mm. Such a good gift. What a great idea. Todos. Yeah. Everyone. That's the beautiful part. I'm like, pero todos tienen historias. We just have to. Let's just get together and yeah. talk about it. Luego ahí está todo solito. Qué bonito. Y con las preguntas buenas así. Muy lindo. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Gracias, bruja hermana. Gracias, amor. See you super soon. Yes. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Yo también. Kiss you. Until our next spiraling Sunday. 
stay fucking weird, bitches.